I feel like I'm in one of those like scenes in a movie or a show where the person is like running toward the end of the race and it's all in slow motion. That's my, that's my slow motion sound effect. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're closing out James and we're just inching slowly and slower and slower to the finish line. Revelation. I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to do Revelation. Well, it's morning time. I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that before I go to bed, though. Uh, this, I think it says at the end of Revelation is like a special blessing for those who read the entire book of Revelation. I, I'm assuming there's a special blessing for those who read the entire Bible. That's something I wish I had done as a kid. I never actually read the entire Bible from start to finish. Shoot, I haven't even technically. I haven't like actually read the entire Bible. I have listened to it though on audiobook on through the audio Bible on this app, the Bible app. But this is the first time I will have actually read it in its entirety and like actually taken the time to like break it down in depth, chapter by chapter, the way I have, you know, or at least talked about it or reflect on it like this. So this is quite a feat for me at thirty six years old for the first time reading the entire Bible. So now I can truly be held accountable for everything that's in here. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, here we go. James chapter 3, Amplified Version. The tongue is a fire. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Here we go. Not many of you should become teachers serving in an official teaching capacity. So I'm constantly giving a disclaimer to y'all, like, I am not a teacher. Don't look to me as your Bible pastor, teacher, scholar, whatever. I am just a dude who is reading the entire Bible and just talking about it and reflecting on it. But nothing that I should have like a disclaimer. None of the opinions that are said in this podcast reflect that of God, like or or the people who originally wrote these books or any pastors. Yeah, go actually read from some read some other commentaries or go yeah study to show your thyself approved whatever just yeah don't look to me as your teacher i'm not your teacher because yeah i'm not trying to get that yeah i my goal is just to encourage more people to read the bible and reflect on it Not many of you should become teachers serving in an official teaching capacity, my brothers and sisters, for you know that we who are teachers will be judged by a higher standard because we have assumed greater accountability and more condemnation if we teach incorrectly. For we all stumble in sin in many ways. Ain't that the truth? If anyone does not stumble in what he says, never saying the wrong thing, he is a perfect man, fully developed in character without serious flaws able to bridle his whole body and reign in his entire nature, taming his human faults and weaknesses. That word bridle automatically makes you think of a horse, like bridling a horse with a bit in his mouth. Now, if we put bits, there you go, I was just going to say that. Now, if we put bits into the horse's mouths to make them obey us, we guide their whole body as well. 
and look at the ships. Even though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are still directed by a very small rudder wherever the impulse of the helmsman determines. In the same sense, the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. See by comparison how great a forest is set on fire by a small spark. And the tongue is, in a sense, a fire, the very world of injustice and unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members as that which contaminates the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life, the cycle of man's existence. It is itself set on fire by hell, Gehenna, for every species, for every species of beasts and birds of reptiles and sea creatures is tamed and has been tamed by the human race. But no one can tame the human tongue. It is a restless evil, undisciplined, unstable, full of deadly poison. Ain't that the truth? With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. Out of the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. These things, my brothers, should not be this way, for we have a moral obligation to speak in a manner that reflects our fear of God and profound respect for his precepts. Does a spring send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh. Wisdom from above. Who among you is wise and intelligent? Let him by his good conduct show his good deeds with the gentleness and humility of true wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts do not be arrogant as a result be in defiance of the truth this superficial wisdom is not that which comes down from above but is earthly secular natural unspiritual even demonic for where jealousy and unselfish ambition exist, there is disorder, unrest, rebellion, and every evil thing and morally degrading practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, morally and spiritually undefiled, then peace-loving, courteous, considerate, gentle, reasonable, and willing to listen, full of compassion and good fruits. It is unwavering without self-righteous hypocrisy and self-serving guile. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness, spiritual maturity, is sown in peace by those who make peace by actively encouraging goodwill between individuals. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5.8 says, But God 
demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name I pray. Amen.